the Foul Entertainment Pitching Podcast and today in a first for the series we'll be recording from two separate locations because of the event. I'm always Mike. And I'm always Darren. Um, just in case you were worried, uh, we're both fine. We are, yeah. There's uh, there's no underlying health conditions from either of us. We are just following government guidelines. Good, good God. You're probably bored of this shit already. <laughs> you know what's going on. There, there is enough going on in the world without worrying about two jack-offs making a podcast we're something's fine. going okay. on michael what's <laughs> happening <laughs> something is going on um what happened was is we didn't upload an episode for like three weeks and the world rioted ah it's a, oh sorry guys yeah it's all us i'm sorry about that sorry uh well i don't go outside anyway at the best of time so i'm living my best life in all honesty um, government mandated stay indoors <laughs> is honestly the best thing i i genuinely believe this this might be a slightly serious comment. This is the best thing, positive the best positive thing to come out of this whole ordeal. Despite the thousands of deaths, thousands of people have finally gotten a break and maybe even improved their mental health a little bit. So that's always nice. I mean, yeah, there's 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 pluses and minuses. Um, but I I enjoyed being told by law to stay at home during a lovely bank holiday weekend. Oh, wait, the, what happened the second that this thing started? The weather just went really nice. <laughs> it did. It's fantastic. I'm loving life. Um, but uh, today we are in fact here to do. Um, <laughs> now I did tell you the episode title, didn't I? Uh, yes, you did. You did tell me the episode title. So, Darren, uh, please title this episode for us. Uh, welcome to uh, Pokemon Region Pitch 2, Electric Punkaboogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> it works better written down, I feel, than said out loud. But... And, and probably works better for anybody who's actually a Pokemon fan rather than just like a regular listener. <laughs> They're just like, what the yeah. fuck are they talking about? I'll, I'll level with you now, non-Pokemon fans. This may not be the two and a half hour marathon for you. <laughs> Oh no! Yeah, this one's. I've seen Darren's um, his the document, and good fucking Christ! It's, I would say, more in depth than your last one. It's dense. It's well, I learned from the mistakes of last one. So if you don't know, we did this uh, some point last year. We pitched uh, two regions. I did South Africa. Mike did New Zealand. Um, uh, reimagined as Pokemon regions. Uh, we are back at the Forge today um, because, well, there's no media to review. Um, well, you may there isn't, noticed. there isn't, because there's a bunch of like movie releases at home, but they're for films no one gives a shit about, like Trolls World Tour. So exactly. Yeah. So should that continue, we might be able to get back onto films if Disney go. Well, we've got a streaming service that we could do with boosting numbers. Let's whack Mulan on there. Uh, Surely that's coming, right? Sure. I uh, if it goes any longer, I think they might, but we'll see. So um, <laughs> they, they move Black Widow the fuck out of there as quickly as they could. Uh, yeah, good point. So. Now, we were going to try and do a Mandalorian review, but they're sticking to a weekly release schedule. Which is just the worst. I get it, though, because, you know, they've got a seven-day free trial on and everyone's stuck at home. So if they put all of the Mandalorian on there, that's a good chunk of their people that would never pay for it. Just jump on the free trial, power through the Mandalorian and get out of there. So releasing it week to week means you at least get them in for a little bit of time or you wait until these people are waiting until all of them are on there and then we'll use their free trial. Who knows? But it's fine. 
Uh, I'm slowly plodding through that as well as uh, the world according to Jeff Goldblum, of course. That was a day one uh, watch for me uh, and stuff like that. But we, I haven't finished anything yet. So, yeah, I've yet to start my trial. Um, I think I'm going to I was waiting for uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but I'm not sure that's coming anytime soon now. Nope. So that's that's interesting. I might just have to just try it so we can talk about it and then pony up some money for when the marvel stuff that i actually care about comes out but there we go i didn't pony up for the mandalorian because i physically fucking couldn't so eh. true i see i was there because yes i want to watch the mandalorian there's other stuff we wanted to watch as well i've never seen the clone wars so i have started oh uh, the clone uh, wars is so good it is i'm one episode down i'm following the chronological list according to starwars.com ah, apparently they didn't release everything in normal order no they did not so I've watched one episode this morning, only 125 to go. Uh, so that might be a while <laughs> after the review. Oh, uh, anyway, without much further ado, um, yeah, yes. we are doing this over Skype. We did this once before, back in the um, off-topic days when you had the audacity to move away for university. Yeah, it didn't work, did it? No, I mean, that was almost 10 years ago. So thankfully, we've we've come a long way in our Skype recording thing, but it's still not as crisp an audio as you may be used to. Apologies for that, but we still want to get some episodes out there. We have got a lot of pitches that we are currently working on, as these don't rely on anything else being released, so we can kind of do these uh, ad nauseum, yep. which is good, especially since they're also delaying all the goddamn video games. So, Oh, yeah, good God. Like They didn't even put a date on Last of Us Part 2. Holy shit. Oh, that's just that's just gone now. Ghost of Tsushima is probably going to go, I think. Oh, I forgot about Ghost of Tsushima. Oh, fuck. Has it? It hasn't moved yet because I think that's like July. So they might, they might see if they can push that out. But I mean, if they haven't gone gold on the game from a development standpoint and, you know, people aren't meant to be working at the moment, I don't think that's going to hit it. So no, hmm. I, I can see them pushing back the release of the next gen, to be honest. That makes I, the most sense. Yeah, I was about to say that as well. That there's, if they're saying they can't give the Last of Us 2 the release it deserves, they definitely can't launch a console. Surely so, not. And plus, if they were, I think we would have had a big event by now, kind of explaining <laughs> what the hell it is. Whereas we've had one article showing off the PS5 pad, so that's cool. Yeah, that's about. It. I, I liked it, but that's about it. So unfortunately, our usual streams of um, content are going a bit dry, so we may not have the most regular releasing schedules, but we can do some pitches. So we can. I'm going first because you went first on the last one. On the last Pokemon one, which you can go and listen to on SoundCloud and Spotify and other places. Beautiful. We are anticipating this going quite long. So this may end up being a two-parter. But uh, I am starting off. Like I said, I've learned from all the uh, the problems I had with the South African um, region. They're not. There's no crossover in mine, at least, between the two regions. Because... Um, I know some like Mr. Buddy, who we always give a shout out to on YouTube. Uh, he has finally started doing videos again, which is nice. Yeah. Um, and he has a lot of crossover because he's building his own you know, Pokemon universe. I I didn't do that. So you haven't got to listen to the South Africa one to make sense of this one. But, you know, it might help to kind of show you what the format is of how we're going to talk about them. So yeah, it's, a, it's a similar thing over here. The Wahai region has got nothing to do with the new region I've invented. So that's fine. I just want to quickly ask, how long have you been working on this? Uh, when did I start this? So um, 
at work, we had some uh, telemarketing shifts where I'm not actually phoning anybody. I'm just there basically to chaperone the students who are mm-hmm. phoning around. So I started that. I started this in earnest then. So I think I've been working on this for about two months. Two months. Okay. Hello, uh, I've been on yours, Michael. Six days. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there might be a quality difference here. But you know what? Let's find out the proper way. Darren? Tell us all about your games. Okay, so um, I I even said in the last uh, in the South Africa pitch episode which country I was going to do if we ever did this again. I already told Mike about it, um, and it's it's a very special place for me. It's where my nanny's from originally. I was meant to be going there in January for my birthday, but what? as God God does not want me to visit this country, I've tried several times and it keeps getting pushed back. So. Unfortunately, I won't be going there in January as, as the world's gone to shit, but hopefully I'll get there one day. And that is, of course, Canada. So, hey. Hey, uh, Canada. Da, 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 da. that's going to be sung quite a few times, I feel, during this episode. <laughs> um, right, again, we should also point out we can't see each other. We haven't got webcams on. So, there might be a little bit of speaking over each other, but we're, we're going to, yeah, there's going to be a lot of me talking for the next while so like a normal episode but with less sight gags that you don't get so it's cool. it's actually might be better for this episode this this format may actually uniquely benefit the uh pokemon pitching episodes i have to explain everything uh more at loud so yeah. uh the name of the region is the new fond region new fond uh, new fond not new found new fond um which is kind of based on newfoundland which is an area of canada to the uh, east of the country Mm-hmm. Um, and I've actually got game names this time around. I didn't have this last time. Uh, we, we're going to be playing either Pokemon Progress or Pokemon Conserve. So, oh um, boy. So I've done a bit more work on the story this time around because I had a not a weak story, but it wasn't the greatest uh, the first time around. And admittedly, this one is still not as in depth as your New Zealand one was. But I think it's everything kind of plays better together it all meshes better in this one uh, don't, there's a don't, nice don't worry my my new story is nowhere near in depth i learned from my last one is that we had too much fucking story going on and it's pokemon so you know yeah you gotta keep it simple but mine mine has a nice theme running through it so um i'll explain the background first i think and then i'll come to the uh unique features of this uh region so sure. The Newfound region was discovered by explorers from Kalos and Unova at the same time. So this obviously plays into Canada having quite a big um, French part of its culture, particularly around Quebec, and then also being quite Americanized because it's next to the USA. Cool. Uh, so their two equivalents in the Pokemon universe, which is quite nice as they already exist in Kalos and Unova, uh, discovered this new land at the same time. Um, Kalos landed in the east and uh, Unova landed in the west. So they met in the middle and engaged in a massive war to gain control of the new research-rich region they found. Eventually, oh, Kalos loves a good war, doesn't it? It does, it does, exactly. And I don't think Unova was too far off that if they're based on America. So mm. uh, eventually, dragons sacred to these early people were brought into the war. I should point out, this is like ancient times. Um, yeah, it's so- like AZ stuff here. Exactly, yeah. So, well, even before him, really. So, proper early settlers of both of those lands have landed here. Mm. Um, eventually, dragons sacred to these early people were brought into the war. It's implied, but it's never outright stated, that it would be the original dragon that was formed of Reshiram, Zekrom, and Kyurum, uh from the Unova side, and Kalos would bring in Zygarde. 
and oh, cool. it, it's many forms uh, so it's never implicitly stated it's those two dragons but it's kind of heavily hinted it's those um and this brought about so much destruction that eventually both sides realized they were ruining an untouched paradise uh endeavoring to work together and establish a new region they that represented the best of both of their homelands the settlers swore to build everything together they even adopted double battles as the standard pokemon type uh battle type to symbolize their duality so yeah there's their first key feature is that double battles are the norm and single is the weird aberration that's pretty cool so for the most part you're going to be doing doubling now in the uh, competitive scene this isn't that strange the official pokemon companies like uh, po- uh pokemon contest are double battles by standard mm. it's it's actually moved away from a single type format to be double battles as the standard and i want to again talk about that duality so most of the battles you're going to be doing here are going to be double battles um the region was shared between kalos and unova so kalos took the eastern side of the country unova took the western side of the country uh, and many settled the land that they now christened new fond so it's like new Fond, but with a bit of a french accent <laughs> uh, before leaving the dragons left behind two eggs which became sacred to the new settlers of new fond and a symbol of the region although over time they became lost turning into myth Mm. Uh, so again it's implied that the original dragon of uh unova and zygarde somehow bred and um oh i've jumped too far uh yeah they've bred and they've left behind these eggs nowadays new fond is a harmonic place although both east and west are slightly different the eastern kalos uh, kalos influence side is more in tune with nature highlighted most in their capital city old vacalo uh, which is a very old world feel and houses the nature crystal, the mm. city's power source. The Western Unova influence side of things is much more tech based, highlighted by the ultra modern New Nova, uh, their capital city, which uh, is powered by the energy gem. These are both doohickeys, uh, they're MacGuffins. You, you don't really need to pay attention to them. Uh, whilst there is no ill will between the two ruling governments, there is at least a friendly rivalry and the occasional clash of ideals. Uh, the two have come together, however, to invent the synergy bands. Two wrists, uh, two wristbands that allow for synergy attacks. This is a new type of attack where it's kind of like Z moves, but your move will be um, it will have the effectiveness of both types of the Pokemon using it. Right. So say a fire kind of like kind of like flying press. Kind of, yeah. Do you remember grass, grass Pledge and Water Pledge and Fire? Oh, I remember those, yeah. Like that, but for every type. So if you've got, say, a Poison-type uh, Pokemon who uses a Poison-type move and a Steel-type who uses a Steel-type move, they will combine, they will hit both si- uh, Pokemon on the other side of the field, and it will be both a po- Poison and a Steel move and all the uh, intricacies and resistances that come into that as well. So that's the new doohickey. That's the new thing. It's not, you know, the the biggest new idea I could have had. But I felt like if we're going to play into duology and synergy and all that stuff, it's the thing that makes the most sense. Yeah. So that's the background. So as I said, there the um, double battles are the standard. You've got the synergy moves as your new big thing. Uh, the place is so big um the the uh, new fond is so big that it actually has two different time zones so on the left hand side so on the eastern side if you're playing um conserve which will have you starting out in the kalos side and then moving over to the unova side uh kalos will be nighttime and the unova side will be nighttime mm. 
And then if you're playing Pokemon Progress, you will start in the Unova side, move over to the Kalos side, and then it will be vice versa. So uh, Unova will be in daytime and Kalos will be in nighttime. And then obviously once you, in real life, get to nighttime, they will then switch, like Sun and Moon were doing. Okay, that's pretty cool. But it's just centered in one region. Uh, Also, because it's double battles of the standard, you don't just get one starting Pokemon, you get two. Oh, wow. So, um, I'll do the starters first. Okay, I'll need to scroll down, shall I? Yeah, scroll down to the Pokemon section, Michael. I will. (laughs) So, um, the first Pokemon you get... Uh, this will follow the standard fire, water, grass um, uh, triangle. So the first Pokemon you get, this is from the um, Unova? No, it's from the Kalos side, sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is the Pokemon given to all new trainers from the Colossian government. It's called B3. Uh, B-A-E-F-R-E-E. By the way, you can find the links to the Google Docs um, in this post and you'll be able to go through and read all the extensive detail i wrote on everything um so when you get b3 it will be um a normal type pokemon mm. it won't have any type at all um it's just a beige ash bear and it's there to represent the three native bears of canada um so that's why it's called b3 because it's free to be whatever it wants to be uh, <laughs> okay all of them hold a stick from their home tree. Um, basically, these bears come from a, a heavily forested area in the Colossian side. Um, uh, the, these bears kind of patrol. They all have a home tree they're, they're born next to. They all take a stick from it um, that will then later determine what um, Pokemon they evolve into. Right. So if you want the grass type, you have the chop form of B3, which has a branch with little green leaves on it. Um, that B3 has turned into a small club that it used to chop down small bushes. Uh, You have the uh, fire form, which is called the kindling form. The branch has red leaves on it, and um, B3 has turned it into like a little kindling box, Uh, so you can start to make um, embers and smoke and stuff like that. And then the water type has the paddle form. Uh, The branch has blue leaves and has kind of been turned into an oar, which this bear uses to paddle around the rivers of its home forest so uh if you go with the grass type um we're going to uh, this is going to turn into a black bear uh cross with a lumberjack so okay uh b3 if it's holding the uh the grass stick will turn into a berate uh which has the fur has started the, the brown fur has started to turn a bit darker with green highlights uh the club has now been turned into sharpened clubs that it uses the sharper edges of to kind of cleave the path through a forest with a flurry of flurry of swings because it berates things to chop them down you see and then it will so that's a grass normal and then when it evolves into its final form lumbear it will become a grass steel type uh the fur has now gone completely black with green highlighting that resembles flannel <laughs> Uh, of course yeah the club has now become one large axe with a kind of roughly formed axe head made of steel it uses this to protect its forest uh, by overseeing all the growth of the new trees and also tackling precautions making precautions against tackling fire like what a lumberjack does cool nice so that's your grass starter uh then we have the uh fire starter this is going to be after the brown bear or the grizzly bear it's also based on park rangers 
So uh, B3 with the red stick will turn into Bemba, which has uh, fur that turns into a deeper brown. Um, and the kindling has now become a log that has smoldering embers inside that emits smoke from one end and is glowing, which it uses to explore caves. So kind of like a, a torch Indiana Jones would use kind of thing. Okay, I see. So it uses that to kind of explore dark caves, explore dark parts of the forest, etc. Uh, Bemba is a fire normal type, but then it turns into a fire ground type ran bear. Uh, the fur has now turned brown. Uh, there's red highlights throughout. Um, it now has a fully lit torch, which it uses to shepherd people through the forest and patrol it at night, based on a park ranger. Then uh, we're going to have the water type become a polar bear and also an ice hockey player. So <laughs> Very Canadian. As you do. Yep. It's the most Canadian Pokemon possible. <laughs> uh, B3 will evolve into Brave. Uh, which is a water normal type. The fur has started to turn white and it has fashioned a boogie board out of its stick, which it uses for cruising down the rivers of streams looking for fish. Uh, and it will then, ev- I'm not proud of this name, it's very tortured. It then evolves into Hawk Bear. <laughs> I wanted everyone to have bear at the end. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Hawk Bear, uh, fur has gone completely white with blue highlights. The stick has now been turned into a hockey stick uh, with ice at the bottom and it has ice skates on too, like ice that has formed to ice skates uh, it patrols the frozen lakes and rivers that surround its home forest so that is the first start you'll get that's kind of what we used to the grass fire uh water one so however with the, with the sticks do you choose that or is it something that's given random no so you choose the stick so um you'll say you you've given a b3 you can just give it the the um the grass stick you give it to hold and if it's holding that when it hits a certain level it will then evolve right so you would there'd be a bit of a time difference between uh you just have a normal one that's not holding a stick and then once you get near a little further into the game someone will give you that stick just so you can't get the second stage like at level two kind of thing so yeah you, I get, yeah you'd wait a little bit further into the game but just before the first gym say before you're giving that stick to kind of then choose which way you want to go it means once you breed it there might even be a way of you going into like parts of the you know parts of forest and stuff you can find the other two sticks and you can have all three starters without having to trade them or all six as we're going to find out or all six um because that was the kind of the start Pokemon you give from Kalos. This is now the starting Pokemon you're given from the Unovan side of New Fond. Now do you uh, get do you get both in one game? Yes. You do? Cool. Yes, because doubles is the standard, you get two starting Pokemon so that when you're you know you go into your first battle, you will have two Pokemon to begin with mm. before you even catch anything else. So um on the uh yeah from the Unovan side of things you get given um an equivalent of Canadian horses. There's quite a lot of horse breeds in Canada. And you get given another normal type. This is a question, which I'm very proud of. Tell uh, me what you think about me. So a question, which is a combination of equestrian and question, because what's it going to turn into? Oh. Uh, uh, is a miniature horse um, uh, that you attach different horseshoes. Little Sebastian. It is Little Sebastian oh, yes. <laughs> um, from Parks and Rec. Um, so it's a miniature horse and you can attach different horseshoes to it. In similar to how you give the different sticks to B3, you give a different horseshoe to a question, which will then dictate which way it's going to evolve. Cool. There's a lot of normal types I found in my, in my pitches, <laughs> um, but it was necessary. So 
Um, so you get given a question and then you're, you have three choices. We're going with the other, well, when everyone says, well, if we didn't want to have grass fire water, what would be the other alternative? This is, of course, psychic fighting and dark. Hmm. Bit of a problem because obviously psychics can't, you know, affect dark at all. So I think that's why they've never really done it because it's not as harmonious rock, paper, scissors style as rock, fire and water are. So yeah, fire, grass and water are. But still, if you've got two of them, it doesn't really matter. So uh, the first choice you have, um, if you put the tie-dye horseshoe on it, um, your equestrian will evolve into mule seer, uh, a normal psychic type. Uh, it's a mule with a purple mane, slightly pink fur, that appears to have like a tarot card reader ringlet around its head. You know, the type that like psychics wear in cartoons and stuff. The yeah, I get what you mean. Jeweled like ringlet around its head. It's got one of them on its head. Uh, and then it will evolve into horse scope. <laughs> a combination of horse and horoscope. I love it. Which is a, uh, a normal psychic type. Um, and it's a, it's has, it's horse mane has now become a purple shawl that kind of covers its eyes and most of its head, uh, and its fur has become wavy, pink, and purple, because it's oh. all mysterious. Um, it's our, a hippie. It is. Um, this is probably my happiest uh, of all my names coming up next. So this is going to be the fighting horse. Uh, if you give um, your ironclad horseshoe to your equestrian, it will evolve into Donkey Brook, which is <laughs> a play on Dolly Brook, which is a hockey oh. fight. Oh, God. The, the fucking letter Kenny references. Oh, God. Oh, oh, oh they're coming, Michael. They're oh, coming. yes. <laughs> um, so it's a donkey um, whose mane and leg fur looks more like bandages. So he's got white fur, but they kind of resemble bandages over its arms and legs. Um, it's a play on Donny Brook, like I said, which means fight. Uh, your donkey Brook will then evolve into horde ass, uh, which is a play on hard ass. This is a bipedal horse in a fighting stance. Oh, horde ass. That's beautiful. Um, If you want to go down the dark route, you will give your equestrian the jet black horseshoe. This will allow it to evolve into Pond Noir, a combination of pony and noir. This is a pony with dark fur and smoke emanating from its hooves. This will then evolve uh, into Horos, (laughs) combination of horror and horse. I love that. Uh, a skeletal faced uh, horse with black smoke surrounding the entirety of its lower body. So you can't see its legs. Um, you just see smoke. So those are your two choices for starters. You will get both of them when you start and then are free to choose whatever combination of those six that you want. So now that they're out of the way, I can get back to the story for a little bit before we have to mention airbox legendaries. So the player and their family move from Hoenn uh, to New Fond. Their dad, uh, Chris, is from Unova, and the mom, Christina, is from Kalos. And both uh, are strung trainers named, uh, sorry, both strung trainers coming to take over the gym in Jericho, which is the ancient walled city that marks the site of the battle between Kalos and Unova, and is situated right smack bang in the middle of Canada. Uh, Jericho is based on Winnipeg. Uh, and he's named after Chris Jericho, the wrestler from Winnipeg. Winnipeg. Jesus I will tell you now, when I did South Africa, I named all of my cities after local tribes. And I really went into in-depth with stuff. With Canada, they're all just named after wrestlers. I'm just going to tell you. <laughs> yeah. uh, there's a lot of Canadian wrestlers. So I just picked one that was either from that city or kind of nearby. Oh, so, Jesus. yeah. Uh, plus, it's a walled city. The walls of Jericho. Oh! Yeah, it's pretty good. There's, there's some thought. Um, so um, 
Yeah, so you, you, you start off right in the middle of um, New Fond. Um, this is where you'll get your start Pokemon. Um, it is the only city in all of Canada that has access to um, Last Resort, the home of the New Fond Pokemon League and Mount Adakan, which is Canada, but swapped around a little bit. Lovely. They said to be the resting place of the Dragon Eggs that we mentioned in the backstory. You receive your starters from Professor Maple, obviously. (laughs) Yeah, that makes the most sense. Um, Alongside your opposite-gendered sibling, um, who will pick the Pokemon strung against yours, and a friendly rival of the same sex that will um, from you that will pick the Pokemon that is weak against you. Mm. Um, Now, that child is from the ruling family of one of the two sides of uh, New Fond. It'll be different depending on which game you pick. They'll either be from the Kalos side if you're playing Pokemon Conserve, or from the Unova side if you're playing Pokemon Progress. Uh, if this is getting a little hard to follow, please just bring up the Google Doc. I think it, it kind of flows better on there than just listening to me read it out. Fair enough. Because um, you're going to get... Because it's the thing. They have divergent paths. You won't be playing the same game, basically. Because in one... In Pokemon Conserve, you will start out going east and then double back going west, and you'll be doing the opposite in Pokemon Progress. So even the gym leaders have different teams depending on which game you're playing. That's pretty neat. I like that. Not bad. So um, the basic gist of the story is, and that's not me paraphrasing, that's literally what I've put. The basic gist of the story is that... um, Oh, wait, no. Tell a lie. I've read forward a bit. Uh, in Conserve, you and your rival are sent east first towards the predominantly kalos influenced side by your mom. In Progress, you and your rival are sent uh, west towards the predominantly Unova side of things by your dad. Your mom is originally from Kalos and your dad is originally from Unova. Um, your sibling will head in the opposite direction. Uh, the basic gist of the story is that not long after you defeat the first gym, a major discovery is made at Mount Adakan. The two legendary dragon eggs thought to have been lost are discovered. They are unveiled in Jericho, and it is decided that the two eggs will be split between the two presidents of the reason. President Rawford, which is an anagram of forward, uh, from the <laughs> Nova influence west, takes one back to their seat of power in New Nova. Uh, President Tartare, an anagram of retreat. <laughs> of course. Uh-huh. From the Kalos-influenced East, takes the other Pokemon back to their seat of power in Old Vakalo. Whichever is the parent of your rival will speak to you after the ceremony and ask you to come and visit their seat of power alongside their child. Mm. Uh, you progress through the cities, towns and routes, collecting your first four badges before reaching the government seat of power. There, the president will show you that, in secret, their egg has hatched into Lindworm. This is where we have to scroll down to the Pokemon bit. Lindworm or Linderm? Lindworm. Ah, uh, say, it's spelt incorrectly on the dock. Is it? It is. It says Linderm. Oh, no, that's right. You're saying it correctly. Yeah, Linderm. Huh. Um, so, if you read the Pokemon description, uh, a wingless dragon, kind of like a Komodo dragon... That is black on one side and white on the other, with green eyes and a green spine uh, of small spikes running down its back and its tail. Uh, Mm -hmm. It it only has front legs. So, the idea of this, it's called lined worm, because it's got a line running down the middle of it that splits between black and white, Mm -hmm. and then has green eyes and green spines. That's because it's a combination of Reshiram, Zekrom, and uh, Zygarde. Hence, black, white, and green. Yeah. So that's going to be, it's kind of a cosmog situation in that their box legendaries are related by a common 
Pokemon in Lindworm, and then depending on which game you play, it will evolve into one of two things, which we'll get back to in a little while. Nice. So uh, the Pokemon has evolved into yeah, one of the eggs. Their egg has hatched into Lindworm. Uh, they are keeping it a secret uh, until they figure out if it is dangerous. However, the other president's child from the other side of New Fund, uh, they break in with a splinter group of their military and steal Lindworm. Wow. They they will become your evil rival, and they plan to force it to evolve using either technology, if you're playing Pokemon Progress, um, or uh, powerful natural forces. I've said I've done that the wrong way around. No, that's right, if, isn't it? Yeah, if you're playing Pokemon Conserve, your evil rival will try and get this Lindworm to evolve using technology. If you're playing Pokemon Progress, they will try and use powerful natural forces to make it evolve. Right. And claim all of Newfond bringing in their line with their ideals as the dominant force across all of Newfond. They're basically trying to wipe out the other side if they can and rule it uh, as one powerful family. Uh, The president tells you... Uh, not to worry, but to carry on with your journey as they scramble to recapture the captured Pokemon. Uh, you travel in the opposite direction now, obtaining the other four badges, uh, battling the splinter military and reaching the opposite capital city as you go. Uh, you discover that their, their egg has also hatched. And uh, as a make-do for the, their child stealing the one-lined worm, the president gives it to your friendly rival to look after. So the kid of the opposite president. Sure. Suddenly... Uh, you were attacked by the evil rival who has uh, revealed that they have modified their synergy bands to allow Lindworm to combine with their respective city's power source. This is the energy gem in progress or the natural, the nature crystal in conserve, forcing the Lindworm to evolve unnaturally. Uh, the, uh, the MacGuffins. The MacGuffins. Uh, they take off to Mount Atacam to perform the ritual. Uh, to gain access to the mountain, you must defeat the ninth gym which is the, ran, the one run by your mom and dad. Uh, your mom, uh, being from Kalos, will have Greninja, um, Superior, and Delphox. Cool. Yeah, the three starters from Kalos. And your yeah, dad yeah, will and, have... yeah, Chestnut, Greninja, and Delphox. No, that, are, they, are they Unova or are they Kalos? No, that, yeah, sorry, that's Kalos. Yeah. And ignore me. Right, so Unova has Superior, Embor, and... Samurot? Samurot. Yeah, so you'd rather have those three, and your mom will have... The Chetnut, Ninja, yeah. and Delphox. So you're going to have a ninth gym you're going to have to defeat first. Uh, once defeated, that allows you basically to journey straight north up to uh, Mount Adakan, which there is no mountain in the north of uh, Canada, Um which is at the at the base of that is a place called Last Resort, which is based on Resolute, which is <laughs> the most northern um, Canadian city there is. It's called Last Resort, which sounds a bit grim, but it's actually a skiing resort. Um, <laughs> so no one's cutting their lives into pieces, is what you're no, saying. No, exactly. This is not your last resort. <laughs> it's just it's the furthest north you can go in all of the Pokey Earth. So I thought, well, just call it Last Resort. Um, so. You journey up to Mount Adakan. Um, before you can take on the Elite Four, you obviously go and complete the story. The evil rival has successfully evolved Lindworm. Now, if you're playing Pokemon Conserve, your evil rival will have evolved their Pokemon into... Oh, God, I've got to find it now. Uh, duh, 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 bear with. Uh, they will have evolved it into Tech Viathan. 
Okay. Uh, so this is the progress exclusive. This is the Pokemon that's on the progress box. But if you're playing conserve, this is the one your evil rival will have evolved their Pokemon into. It is a dragon steel type. Uh, it's a gun metal gray dragon uh, with front arms and steel wings that do not flap, but instead kind of emit a plasma to help it move. Uh, it has green eyes that light up and green detailing around its plates. Uh, it has the ability to levitate. Think Metal Seedramon from Digimon. Okay, cool. Um, so, yeah, that's what I was going for. So it's, it's been forced to evolve due to technology, and it's turned into Techviathan, which is technology plus the Viathan. Nice and easy there. So yep. that's what your evil rival will, be, will have. Uh, if you're playing Pokemon Progress, your evil rival will have evolved the Lindworm into Earthrake. Uh, this is the con- Pokemon Conserve box art Pokemon. It is a four-legged, wide and low, wingless dragon that is primarily earth-coloured, so black legs, beige upper body, uh, with multicoloured diamonds on its back. Uh, it has the, a new ability called Diamond Hard, which makes it immune to steel attacks. Earth plus Drake. A Drake is a dragon with no wings. Cool. So, those are your two box legendaries. Uh, they have abilities that kind of counteract each other. So uh, Techviathan has Levitate, so it's not affected by Earthrake's ground moves. And Earthrake has Diamond Hard, so it's not impacted by the steel moves of uh, Techviathan. Uh, by the way, I haven't commissioned any art or found any kind of ideal similarity ones on all the fake mon accounts I follow. Uh, you're just going to have to use your imagination. Um, so they've successfully evolved their Pokemon um However, as their evil rival hasn't mastered synergy attacks yet, the um, process of kind of evolving enrages that Pokemon and forces it to lash out. Your evil rival is knocked aside, and their modified synergy bands land by you. Your rival implores you to use it, combining the other power source from the other city to evolve their Lindworm into your box legendary. Uh, It works... The Pokemon evolves into your box legendary and you battle the enraged Pokemon, defeating it. Um, after the battle, you are just given the box legendary by your rival. We could potentially have them catch it, but I've just got that they just hand it over. Um, saying that, you know, they never really could control their Pokemon. They're not worthy of it. You defeated the bad guy. You get the Pokemon. And you are never free to take on the Pokemon League in last resort, becoming the champion of the new Fond region. Nice. Ooh. So that's my story. It's uh, it plays into kind of the duality of the region. I think um, I, w- I had a bit of this in my post-game story from the South African episode, with uh, where I combined the country of Lesotho, which is in the middle of South Africa, with Wakanda. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> um, it's basically the same idea there. It that was of the, you know the royal family side of things versus the very tech-heavy side of things, which both you know playing to Wakandan culture in the Marvel movies. And you were racing up a mountain to fight a dragon. So it's a bit derivative of me, but I feel if I'm derivative of me, that's okay. So I did say in that episode, like, I have a more complete story in my post-game that would be able to make two games with two different storylines. But I just, I couldn't expand it out as much as I wanted to because it didn't really feel like a South African story. So, I mean, this doesn't particularly feel like, you know a very Canadian story, but because it's plagued off their foundations of being both Americanized and having a lot of French influences, I wanted to play Kalos as like the kind of nature haven. It's all old worldy stuff, European old worldy stuff versus new Nova, brand new tech based, heavy industrialization 
and seeing how that would combine. And that was my story. Nice. It's uh, it's it's the right level of complicated, which is good because that bodes well for my story. Fantastic. So if you were losing it a little bit there, if you read the 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 Google Doc, that might help a little bit. But now here comes the fun part. Yeah. It's all the Pokemon that you want to know about. So you already know about the starters and the box legendaries, but um, as we did with the last one, we've got a few staple Pokemon that kind of appear in all the games. Uh, so for your the early bird, your Pidgey equivalent in New Fond. Oh, Mago, you're going to like this. So oh, obviously yes. it's based on the Canadian Goose. Uh, <laughs> oh, so the first, its first form, it's called Goose and You. Uh, this is a flying type. It's a little white goose with a red underbelly and messy hair, known for spitting on people below it. It's okay. based on Daryl from Lit- from Letterkenny, <laughs> and it's a play on the famous Letterkenny phrase "Good and you." That's good <laughs> and you. Oh, that's brilliant! I love it. So it evolves into Canoose, which is obviously a combination of Canada and goose. Yeah. Uh, it is a fighting flying Pokemon. Uh, it's a bigger white goose with red wings and underberry with very squinty eyes. It's based <laughs> on Wayne from Letterkenny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. That's so good. That is the end of the, the uh, Letterkenny references, admittedly. But they're in there. They're in there. That's and a everyone's... good place to put them. Thanks, babe. Right. Uh, now onto something even close to my heart. Your early rodent Pokemon is going to be based on a chipmunk. Um, the first one is called Chip Art, which is a combination of chipper and heart, H-A-R-T. Uh, this is a little chipmunk with a pink underbelly and messy hair who is always picking losing fights with a Pokemon. This is based on Owen Hart, part oh, of the no. Hart, the wrestling family dynasty, uh, who is the younger brother of a very famous wrestler who we'll talk about right now. Uh, so Chip Art evolves into Hitmunk. This is a ground-fighting Pokemon. It's a bigger chipmunk with pink fur resembling a wrestling singlet and pink eye embellishments that look like Bret Hart's sunglasses. This is now <laughs> a superior fighting machine based on Bret Hart, the legendary Canadian wrestler. Um, this is not the end of the wrestling references. Okay. So basically, Hitmunk and Canus are constantly fighting each other for territory. They're, just, they're both fighting types. They're just constantly at each other's throat. Uh, for the early bug type, um, I've actually got two. One's a conserve exclusive, one's a progress exclusive. Uh, so if you're playing Pokemon Progress, you'll get a Pokemon based on a damselfly. Uh, this is a Ladzi, Ladzi, that's a better way of saying it. Uh, a female grub. Uh, so this line is completely female. Uh, and Ladzi is a female grub that looks like it's lounging on silk. It's a combination of Lady and Lazy. It evolves into Madwashell. A combination of Mademoiselle, Mademoiselle and Shell. Uh, the bug looks like look. The bug looks snug in a rug, uh, <laughs> like it's wearing a sleeping bag. So it's just okay. basically like, oh, up in a sleeping bag. And then that evolves into Damstris, which is a bug fairy type, a tall, slender damselfly. Its long tail uh, in real life is now a long ponytail coming from the back of its head. It has big, impressive wings. It's a bit like Feromosa, the Ultra Beast, but just you know. A bit less so, which is a normal book. Yeah, I'm just looking at the damselfly now. I can see where that inspiration would come from. Yes. Um, yeah, so I've, I've also put links on every single Pokemon I have 
for what Pokemon they're what animal they're based on, what natural thing they're posing, what person they're based on. So you can go and all see that visually, which might help. The progress exclusive is based on a stink bug, which is not endemic to uh, to Canada, but it is an invasive species they brought in to deal with. Um, a lot of bugs that would eat crops because they stay away when stink bugs are there. Um, so to begin with, it's called a whiff, as in stinker whiff. Uh, it's a bug poison type. It's a little stink bug uh, whose back is shaped like a cartoon stink cloud. Um, this evolves into fumer bug, a cocoon that is round with circle eyes and a cylindrical mouth sticking out, um, like a gas mask but with teeth at the end. Uh, it's a combination of fumigate and bug. This evolves into stink stinker sting. Yeah, stinker. Uh, a combination of stinker and stinger. Uh, it's a bipedal stink bug with a gas mask-like face and uh, Dakin-style claws on its hand, as in Dakin, the son of Wolverine. Nice. So two spikes over the top, one underneath from the wrist. Cool. Uh, the early fish Pokemon uh, is based on the furry trout. So the furry trout does not exist. It is a uh, cryptid from uh, Canada. Uh, it's just what you think. It's a trout, but it's got hair. Um, okay. Head, its fins, and the last bit of its tail are still fish-like, but the rest of it is like got proper fur on, brain fur on. Mm. So to begin with, it's called a trout git, which is a combination of trout and target. It's a white, basic ass trout with scales resembling a big red target on its side. Okay, which um, is easy prey for the starter bears of the region. Kind of playing kind of bears can easily eat salmon whilst they jump up a waterfall. This sure. one's literally white with a target on the side of it, but it evolves into uh Selik, a water fire uh, a water fairy pokemon salmon plus sleek uh a pink salmon with a huge furry coat around it that it can shed quickly to escape predators so if a bear bites onto the big fairy coat they can literally just slink out of it and go about their business and regrow it so that's my early fish that's it's okay it's not the best idea however however my right. Pikachu clone is a hell of a thing okay there, there is an animal called the american pika and the second I saw that, I went, well, that, that's that then. Uh, <laughs> oh, the Pika. I think it's pronounced Pika. I don't know. I'm going to call it Pika. Uh, cool. It's called Tubular. Um, it's an electric, it's just a straight electric type. It's a white mouse with black fur that resembles a leather jacket. He has red, <laughs> white, and blue fur on his belly and back. Um, and black fur around its eyes that make it look like it's wearing aviators. Uh, it also has slick back hair on the back of its head. It's a play on tubular as in totally tubular man that's fantastic the most american pikachu i could think of <laughs> so that's tubular uh the regional dragon always a hell of a thing mm. i was looking for something that i could like take a inspiration for a dragon from it's a bit short on the ground admittedly until i came across cryo dracon boreas which is literally come again dr- cryo dracon boreas wow Okay, uh, that's a scientific name, but basically it breaks down to Ice Dragon of the Borealis. Oh, I was like, well, that's that then. I admit it when I wrote this down and reread it, it sounds a bit like the Salamence line, but bear with me. So, first of all, you have Crygon, uh, which is an Ice Dragon type, which is a small pterosaur. Uh, so, that it's, uh, the, cryo, the Cryo Dragon Boreas is a type of pterodactyl, basically, that they found, a giant one that they found in the tundra of Canada. So, in its first form, it's a small pterodactyl, uh, upset at being only able to walk on its wings that so they haven't developed yet. So it cries ice tears, which are frozen on its face. This evolves into boar leave, um, 
Ball leave, charges around, flapping its wings, but only getting slightly off the ground. Trails of aura, like the aurora borealis, follow it wherever it runs around. Uh, it's a combination of borealis and believe. This eventually evolves into uh, dragorealis. That's what I'm going with. Dragorealis, a giant blue pterosaur with pale aura uh, trailing from its wings. When it ventures out of the frozen wilderness, it can bring winter, even in the height of summer, by spreading cold. Dragon plus borealis. So that's my regional dragon. Quite happy with that. I think it sounds pretty cool. Nice. Um, so we've already gone through the legendary Pokemon. So this is where I was just going to come at you thick and fast, Michael. Get ready. Nice. Let's go. First up, we have Mooty. It's the combination of Mounty and Moose. It's a Moose Mounty. Um, it, <laughs> it has red fur on its body, but its legs and head are brown. With the formation of a red, a formation of red fur that looks like a mounty hat around it that covers its eyes, but has antlers sticking out. So if you click the picture, it'll give you an idea of what Mooty will look like. Because I thought I want to have a mounty in there. I've got to have a moose in there. It's Canada. Mooty. Um, <laughs> now you may remember in South Africa, uh, I had um, Storm Monroe as my yes, tribute to Storm because she's from, well, from Kenya, not South Africa. But I was like, well, I can't be in Africa and not give Storm a shout out. Yeah. Uh, so here's Rabad, which evolves into Verocious. Rabad is a fighting type. Verocious is a fighting steel type. It is a small wolverine that looks like it has black fur, black and, black and white fur has been torn out, that evolves into a bipedal wolverine with wolverine from Marvel's mad tufts of hair and metal claws <laughs> and metal plating where its white fur used to be. Interesting. It uh, I do want to point out, hold that thought. Oh, wow, okay. <laughs> you haven't done Wolverine as well, have you? Hold we'll see. That okay. <laughs> so that's, uh, yeah, that's my Wolverine tribute. I had to mention the X-Men somewhere. Uh, next up, we have two fossil Pokemon uh, because there's two, um, there's an area of Canada called uh, Edmonton. Well, Edmonton's a city that's in Alberta. Um, so, but they're also the names for the Edmontosaurus and the Albertosaurus. The Edmontosaurus is a hadrosaur. Uh, it's just a basic, it's a big but basic herbivore. And uh, the Albertosaurus was an apex T-Rex-like predator from uh, the dinosaur times. Um, so Montoyla is an Edmontosaurus whose entire upper body is covered in oil, um, which is dripping from the crest on its head. Uh, an Edmontosaurus has a crest on top of its head. Um, now, this is named after the, Edmont the, the Edmonton Oilers, which are the hockey team in Edmonton. Um, it's actually the carnivore of the situation, and the Albertosaurus equivalent we're going to mention in a minute was its prey. So I thought, well, we've never had that before, where they've turned um, a herbivore into a carnivore and a carnivore into a herbivore. We're going to do that now. So it's covered head to toe in oil. It has the ability, oily, uh, if it's hit by a fire move or burnt, it maxes out its attack. Uh, special attack and speed, but loses a fifth of its HP per turn. Uh, I can't actually take credit for that. That was based off of uh, an Instagram account uh, I follow for Fakemon uh, called An Artist Astray. Go check them out. They had a similar idea for one of their Pokemon. I thought, oh, that sounds fantastic. Um, so, yeah, if it gets ignited, it suddenly becomes turbocharged, but it will die pretty quickly. Um, it's revived from the Crest Fossil. It's obviously a combination of Edmontosaurus and Oilers. Uh, its prey was Alberta. This is a rock fire type based on an Albertosaurus uh, with rock-like skin, 
uh, with geysers of fire all over it. So, like, it's kind of grey, but has, like, craters on its face that fire shoots out of occasionally. Uh, named after the Calgary Flames, which is the hockey team in Calgary. Uh, it has the ability flame body. Uh, it's actually the herbivore hunted by Montoya. Its unstable fire ability was created to fend them off. So it hasn't really mastered fire like a normal fire type has, but it had to to avoid its predator. Uh, it is revived from the Giza fossil. So those are my uh, fossil Pokemon. Cool. Uh, right, now we've got a few um, exclusives. Uh, okay. We have Carvor. Um, which is a conserve exclusive. It is a pure grass type. It is a large wolf uh, who appears to be made entirely out of wood uh, with a body that resembles a log and carved out eyes with no pupils. They're just black. Think Metal Gururumon from Digimon, but wood. There's a lot of uh, Digimon references in this Pokemon pitch. I know, I know, but uh, they just they had some good designs for what I was looking for. Um, it's based on a timber wolf. So it's a wolf made of timber. Um, and it's a combination of carve and carnivore. Uh, the progress exclusive is called Light Out. Uh, it is a lynx that is completely midnight black. It is an ice type, as you mentioned. Uh, it's a lynx that is completely midnight blank, black with uh, stars on it and white paws to make it perfect for stealth um, hunting at night in the snow. Uh, it's based on the Canadian lynx. Uh, we then have uh, a few more exclusives. We have Musical which is a conserve exclusive. Uh, it's a fairy flying type. It's a tiny hummingbird with pink and cream feathers that looks like an elegant toga, which hums beautiful music and is the preferred Pokemon of classical musicians. It is based on the Calliope hummingbird. Calliope was one of the muses of ancient Greece, so it's muse plus musical. And it's based, like I said, on the hummingbird. Uh, it's equivalent in progress. Another one of my favourite names is Albagoth. It's a ghost flying <laughs> okay. type. It's an albatross skull that emits a ghostly apparition of the former bird it used to be. Uh, <laughs> the wings at the head come out of the beak and ghostly trails comes out of the, what was the back of the neck. So it looks like the skull is straight, uh, is looking straight up. Um, playing on, it's an albatross around the neck uh, based on albatross and goth. Isn't that cool? Um, That's real cool. We then have some um, Pokemon based on grouses. Uh, we have Grontz, which evolves into Gruesome. It's a dark type that turns into a dark psychic type. Uh, Grontz is a little black grouse, um, grouse, sorry, with markings uh, like eyes on its side of its neck that makes it look angry, distracting from the fact it has a very tiny head and beak hooded under, hidden underneath a hood. If you pick on the pic- click on the picture, it will explain this a lot better. Um, the sooty grouse has these big markings on its neck that look like eyes that make it look a lot bigger and scarier than it actually is because it only has a tiny little head. Uh, it then evolves into a much larger grouse. Grouse. I'm going to pick which way I'm going to pronounce that. Uh, with white feathers and purple patches that look like eyes on its front. Uh, again, disguising its hooded head. It's based on a sooty grouse and a greater sage grouse. Um, so the first Pokemon are like the grunts of the evolved form, um, which greater sage are based on like psychics again. So moving on, uh, there's quite a few of these. I'm going to warn you. But... That's cool. That's fine. I've, uh, you've got more than me, but you're going about it a similar way. So it's fine. Cool. We then would have uh, Scalpy, which evolves into Sturgery. These are both water steel types. Uh, scalp, scalply is a fish with a scalpel for a face that is so thin it disappears when looked face on. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
that evolves into a large silver fish with a large scalpel for a nose and metal spikes. It's based on the look-down fish, um, which is a, a type of fish that genuinely, if you look on it straight on under the water, you can't really see where it is because it's so thin. Uh, and then a combination of a sturgeon and the mythical kanusu, which mm. is a, which is a big um, sturgeon-looking fish that had uh, metal spikes, something like that. Uh, that's a uh, uh, cryptid. Go look that up. Um, it's yeah so it's a fish but it can do surgery hence <laughs> surgery i love it uh also with sturgeons uh remember that oh you've got a sturgeon as well <laughs> i might do cool have you done canada <laughs> you would be surprised that the the region that i have made is so strikingly similar you've done thankfully a vast majority of things that i haven't got but there are def some definite similarities going on. Okay, cool. Uh, next up, we have uh, Confear and Goldvern. These are both grass psychic types. Uh, Confear is uh, a little conifer tree with arms, legs, a nose, and a mouth sticking out, but you can't see the eyes, uh, with the needles of the arms resembling monk's robes, um, who all stand together conferring about things, uh, which then evolves into a giant golden spruce, which commands them all. Um, which has similar, it's it's not a green conifer tree, it's a golden one, it still has the arms and legs and monk's robes and all that good business. Mm -hmm. um, this is based on conifers, and the Kidiakath. <laughs> Bless you. Yeah, thank you. Um, which is a, a cryptid, well, originally it was a cryptid type of um, conifer tree, which was golden, but then they actually found some in the wild and went, oh, it's real. Okay. Um Oh, okay. Yeah, so it, it's no longer a cryptid. It's just a real-ass tree. Um, <laughs> so there's that. Oh, I like this next one. Um, Regeliate is Good both day. a water electric and a water ghost type. Let me explain. Right. Uh, it's a jellyfish that evolves every 10 levels, switching between a young form, which is water electric, and an old form, which is water ghost. Uh, the young one is a crescent moon pointing up with like a smile with a lineless face, whereas the old one is a crescent moon pointing down with a heavily lined face. This is based on the moon jellyfish, which is one of those jellyfish that can go back through puberty again and is essentially immortal. Because when it gets too old, it can just reproduce puberty and go back to a younger state. That's, that's fucking genius. <laughs> Holy yeah. shit. And it's a combination of regenerate and jelly. Regeliate. Um, so that's my idea for that. Yeah, every 10 levels it would evolve you would eventually get to a point where obviously you hit level 100 and it couldn't evolve anymore and would probably just be stuck as the old one. But there might be a mechanic where you can switch between the two forms. Um, so next up, we have uh, Labrador and Found Of. Found Off, even. These are normalized types. These are white dogs with thick fur to fight off the cold. Uh, found Off are symbolic of Newfound. Uh, these are based on Labradors and Newfoundlands. Hmm. So... Labrador and Newfoundland are both regions in Canada, which is where the Labrador and the Newfoundland dogs come from. Nice. Um, so Labrador plus Burr, obviously, and it's a play on fend off, found off, because it fends off the cold. Ah, cool. Next up, we have some more exclusives. Um, so in Pokemon Progress, you'll have Orshak. Or oh, I can see where this is going. Uh, which is an Orca whale that has the black parts of its body constantly moving, creating eerie, intimidating patterns nice. based on orcas and Rorschach tests. 
Sweet. How they've never come to that conclusion before, I don't know. That's like, that's really cool. It's so straightforward, right? It just seems so up their alley. Uh, so that was a progress exclusive. You get on conserve, you'll have Balloomagate. This is also a water psychic type. It is a meditating beluga whale, which swims almost upright whilst meditating with a comically big lump on its head based on a beluga whale. Nice. Um, one second, just make sure if it's still recording. It is. Uh, right. Uh, next up, we have <laughs> uh, Lemmy Atom, which is a rock type, which evolves into Lemitation, which is a rock flying type. Uh, these, the uh, Lemmy Atom is a rock type uh, lemming that throws itself off the cliffs, uh, which, you know, obviously a rock type because it's now hardened up from throwing itself off the cliffs. Eventually, it learns how to fly. Uh, this is based on lemmings. I have a confession to make, Michael. Yeah? I thought lemmings were birds. You thought they were birds? Yes. You you didn't know that they were small rodents? Based entirely on the game Lemmings, I for some reason thought they were birds. Although I come to realise, they're not birds in Lemmings. No, <laughs> they're not. <laughs> they're, they're like weird little characters in Lemmings. They're not, they don't even look vaguely rodent-like. I so I, I made that Pokemon before I realized that lemmings were birds. Oh, they weren't God. birds. Sorry. I still think it works. So it would just be a little lemming with little shitty wings. Um, so like a flying squirrel, I guess. Yes. Cool. Also, lemmings, uh, put a pin in there. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. So uh, I just like lemmy atom because it's a combination of lemming and atom because it's so small, but also play on let me at them. That's a fucking good name. <laughs> And then, obviously, lemming and levitation. Lemitation. Uh, right. That's Puffle. levitation, Holmes. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Puffle is an ice type that evolves into Balkit, which is an ice steel type. Um, Puffle is a puffin, um, which is uh, like a big... Basically, just imagine a beach ball, but it's a puffin um, that evolves into an angry puffin ball with steel spikes like a mace. This is based on puffins and the rhinoceros orclit, which is a bit like a puffin, but it's got a spike on top of its beak. Uh, because I've wanted to put puffins in there. Uh, right, more uh, exclusive. If you're playing conserve, you will get Magnuscent, which is a big burly bird, like the bodybuilding lobster from SpongeBob, but a bird, <laughs> uh, which flies with a really stuck-out red chest. This is based on one of the greatest named animals in the world, the Magnificent Frigate Bird. <laughs> What a name. The Magnificent Frigate Bird. I mean, have a click on it. It does look... If anything gets to be called the Magnificent, it's that thing. Oh, I wasn't looking at the thing, and I thought it was Frigate as in, well, Frig this, but it's uh, it's Frigate, frigate as in... Yeah, I'm so disappointed. But yeah, it does It does look pretty fucking magnificent. It does. Um, so that's your um, conserve exclusive. If you were playing Pokemon Progress, you'll get Burrell. This is a Sandy Colored Owl. Uh, it's just a ground... It's a flying ground type, sorry. Sandy Coloured Owl with light up massive eyes to help it see underground, based on the burrowing owl. Cool. I, I definitely pick Conserve now because fucking magnificent frigate bird. I know. Uh, you get a bodybuilding bird. That's what I want. <laughs> uh, right. We, we're getting there, people. Don't worry. Uh, Flutterfish is a dark flying type that has a long fishing line like beak, which is used to pull unsuspecting prey out of the water to make it easier to fight them. It's based on a kingfisher. Uh, we have Bacchodice. This is a water grass type. Um, it's a big old turtle that has a paradise on its back, complete with a pool, beach, and palm trees, like the world turtle. Uh, it's based on the leatherback sea turtle. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Next up, Porky Spine. 
uh, is a conserve exclusive. It is a poison rock type. It is a primarily brown porcupine with purple accent and spikes, and the spikes are so hard they never break. Uh, this is based on a porcupine. It's porcupine plus spine, and is there because I didn't have many poison types. Fair enough. That makes a lot of sense to me. Keep that. In. This you can tell. I've literally got three in a row where I was like, "Oh wow, I need more poison types." Uh, <laughs> so uh, we then follow that with a pass on uh, poison ghost progress exclusive. Uh, it pretends to be dead and has concocted such a bad smell that it's become poisonous. It's based on an opossum, which obviously can play dead. Uh, next up, we have Gartha, which evolves into Gartharing. These are poison fairy snake Pokemon. Uh, they are small pink snakes that hold their tail to roll around, that gather in huge numbers to evolve, turning into larger snakes that gains purple rings like up and down its body uh, and has a purple flower on its head this is based on the garter snake which do apparently gather in huge numbers to mate in manitoba well, and, fun. and a garter as in like the thing you wear around your leg when you're getting married sure uh yep so next up right these are the ones i added last night okay in a state of panic here we have um stall tight which evolves into gorkin uh, these are both rock types. They the stalactite is a very tall piece of earth, complete with like lines of sediment uh, on its body, its arms, and its legs. Um, that evolves into a U-shaped gorge with an eye on either side of like the gorge, uh, a big jacked up arms and legs. This is uh, evolved when leveled up in water. It's based on a canyon eroded by a river. So you'd start out with um, stalactite as one solid piece of earth. And Gorkan is the gorge that would happen if a river ran through it long enough. Uh, like the Grand Canyon, stuff like that. Because cool. uh, for some reason, uh, just to tell you how tired I was, I thought the Grand Canyon stretched all the way to Canada. And then realized <laughs> it really doesn't. Um, no, it's not as grand as that. No, they've got lots of gorges, in my defence, so we're fine. Um, or... At least you didn't call it, like, Grankan, so it is just Gorkan, that's fine. Now, here's the last one I added. I haven't even proofread this myself. Okay. But I thought it was such a brilliant idea. This is Harol. Uh, it is a mole with a 12-pointed star on the end of its nose, like a clock, uh, and one large claw on one of its hands. It comes in two different forms, east and west. The eastern form is green and has a large claw on its right hand, like one singular lung-ass claw on its right hand. Uh, the western version is yellow, and has a large claw in its left hand. The two forms are born together, together in the middle of New Fond and then set out in different directions to figure out things such as time and geographical differences across the land. They communicate psychically. They are based on walkie-talkies and International Standard Time, both of which are Canadian invent uh, inventions, I found oh, out. Are they actually? Oh, yeah, Standard Time was obviously invented in London because it's Greenwich Mean Time, but it was a Canadian guy who said the entire world should adopt this. So he, London adopted it, the UK adopted it first, but this was, in Canada, It was there was a guy who said the whole world should do this and everyone agreed. Uh, and walkie-talkies are also a Canadian invention. So that's why they call it green and yellow, because they're walkie-talkies. The big claw is the antenna that they stick out of the ground to talk to each other. And they've got a clock on their face because, you know, the two time differences between the two sides of uh, New Fond. And this name is a co combination of horology, the study of time, and mole, based on the star, the star-nosed mole, which is in Canada. Brilliant. 
I liked it. Right, here's some post-game legendaries, and then we're nearly done. Uh, so, in uh, no, the wild area is now becoming a thing, and we need to figure out how we're going to employ it in future games. I've got three separate wild areas in mine, because um, obviously there's a lot of northern Canada that's just nothing. So on my map, you will notice, had a bit of a problem, because it's all down the safe near the US border, and then last resort way up top. So I did some bigger wild areas to kind of fill in the blanks. There's a cold one, a wet one, and a dry one. Okay. So these three would inhabit one of those three areas and kind of be the protector of it. Um, so first up, we have Wenaboohoo. This is a dark ice type. Shut up. This is a Sorry. dark <laughs> ice type. Uh, it appears to be a giant rabbit. I'm doing air quotes. It's a giant rabbit that uses fur to hide its claws and horns. Uh, with fur flaps over its hands and large ears that cover the antlers to lure, pe- to lure people who have got lost in its frozen habitat into a full sense of security so that it can teach them a lesson by attacking them when they get too close. This is based on the Wendigo, a uh, Canadian cryptid, mm. and Nanabuzu, I think I say that, Nanabozo possibly, who is a trickster god in the Ojibwe. Oh, I can't pronounce that. <laughs> Ojibwe, Ojibwe. <laughs> Go with that. Ojibwe culture um, that often appears as a rabbit. So uh, these three are based on creatures from um, native Canadian cultures. Uh, I'm not going to be able to mention most of these other than the last one. Um, so yeah, that's why it's a Wendigo that's trying to disguise itself as a rabbit um, because Nanabozo likes to appear as a rabbit. Isn't that yeah. good? And it's a trickster god, so it's tricking you. Uh, next up, we have Saskafo. Saskafo, yeah. Um, I've only written these down. These are the first time I'm saying them out loud. Uh, <laughs> right. It's ghost type. It is a giant black-furred ape that can literally appear and disappear at will, that according to legend turns up whenever its habitat is in danger, helping anything in need and battling any threat. It is based on Bigfoot, which is still mainly think of as a US thing, but he's also around in Canada, and for some reason has never had a Pokemon based on it. Uh, and Gloosecap, a giant creator god in the oh boy, Wisaka de Jack culture. <laughs> I'm wow. so that I'm butchering this dead, but yeah, uh, that's another Inuit, well, Native uh, Canadian culture, and he was yeah, he's literally a giant that helped create the world and could uh, he was formed of dust, so could appear and disappear at will. Hence, hmm. and that's you know, Bigfoot is very elusive, and finally. Uh, Sedamago is a rock water type from the kind of wet area, wild area. Uh, not the wet and wild area, that's different. Um, <laughs> that's a Disney park, isn't it? Used to be. Uh, it is. Oh, this is hard to explain. So, a piece of um, whole field lake bed atop a thick tail. So, picture like a, a piece of earth has just been ripped straight out of the ground. There is a long tail coming out the bottom of it, like. Um, Gigantamax um, Intellion, uh, yeah. But it's thick. It's a big, thick tail. It's not as tall as uh, Intellion is. It's just landed. It's pe- holding this piece of earth up, and then out of all the crevices and holes in this thing come, like, serpent, sea serpent-looking heads are all popping out in all the different directions of this thing. So, like, an eldritch horror version of Mega Slowbro. Yes! That'll do nicely. Cool. Um, so, uh, so, it's... Um, Legends say that it sits deep within the deepest lake of the wet area and uh, has a head for every body of water in its land that it can 
poke its head off. Okay. This is basically Ogo Pogo, which is a kind of Nessie-like sea serpent um, Canadian cryptid, and Sedna, a water de- deity in the Inuit culture. I can mm. say that one. Sediment, Sedna, Ogopogo. So those are your post-game kind of trio legendaries you can go and uh, get. Right, I, that I genuinely thought that Ogo Pogo was a band, and then I remembered I was thinking of Oingo Boingo. <laughs> bit of a difference, man. A little bit, a little bit. Right, that is it. I'm just have a quick drink. Hang on. Oh, that's better. Right, that's it for well, kind of for brand new Pokemon, but now we're getting on to new new evolutions for old Pokemon and regional variants. Oh shit! It's going to speed up now. So. Uh, we have uh, five, yeah, five brand new Pokemon based on old ones. So we have uh, Sealephant. This is a water fighting divergent evolution for Celio. Uh, it gets a huge trunk and ears, um, and even more mass than Walrein, who it fights for territory. Oh. It is um, based on a literal elephant seal, so hence the huge trunk and ears. Cool. Uh, so I tried to stick to now. Past these, the next one's going to mention, all of these are either based on Kalos Pokemon or Unova Pokemon. Mm. Um, because part of the deal is, and you'll find the full list at the bottom of the article, is that before you complete uh, the Pokemon League, you could only catch brand new Pokemon, Unova Pokemon, or Kalos Pokemon. Uh, we'll explain how the other ones get added in later on. Um, you also have, I'm, I'm solving a problem that Pokemon has refused to do since Generation 1. There'll be a new Pokemon called Calf and Half. <laughs> oh, God. Normal type baby Pokemon for both the Tauros and Miltank line. Ah. Those two are linked to each other. They can breed with each other. They And a Miltank can be pregnant with either a Miltank or a Tauros. So they are linked, but they've never bothered with a baby Pokemon. It's slightly less problematic than Kangaskhan, which is born with a baby in its pouch. So <laughs> it's Calf and Half. So if it's we can just do if it's attacks high, it evolves into Tauros. If it's defense high, it evolves into Miltank. But then both of those now have new evolutions. Your Ooh. Tauros can now evolve into Bishatter. This is a normal steel type. Um, it's an evolution for Tauros. It is now a huge bison with a steel spine and horse bred by the Unovan settlers. Uh, it's based on a bison, bison plus Shatter. So uh, kind of like Buffalant, I think. Kind of Buffalant, but steel. Cool. Um, and Miltank can evolve into Milady. Uh This is a normal fairy type, uh, a new evolution for Miltank. Uh, it is plumper and obsessed with smelling good. It sits around all day and makes Boy Shatter do all the work for it. This is based <laughs> on a Beefalo, which is a massive type of buffalo cow half and half breed. Um, that's It's just like a cow, but bigger. Uh, and a musk ox. You know, musk, smell. That's why he wants to smell nice. Hmm. Uh, play on Milady. Uh, now, this one is an evolution of a, I want to say, Unovan Pokemon, I think. Um, this is a new evolution for cry- um, Cryogonal. Yeah, is, that's Unovan. This is Crystal Screen. <laughs> it is an ice ghost type. Um, literally, several Cryogonal joined together to make a haunting, angry-looking spectral face that appears to be screaming. Only found near Mount Adakan. Uh, it is based on the Lackwood Screecher, which is another type of Canadian um, cryptid. This one has no, like, drawing of what it looks like. Just something screams really loud, really consistency, re- near Lackwood in Canada, and no one knows what it is. Huh. So it's this, and its name is Crystalline plus Scream. Isn't that nice? Right, here we go. Here's some Fondian. 
um, versions of new Pokemon. So we've had Galarian, we've had uh, Alolan, now we have Fondian. Uh, Trubbish will be getting a new Fondian form and will evolve into Recyclor. These are both fairy types uh, and they're based on recycling. So Trubbish is now a clear plastic bag and it evolves into Recyclor, which is a big blocky recycling bin with a big smile on it. I love it. Uh, Fondian, Fletchling, Fletchinder, and Talonflame are now ice flying Pokemon. Uh, You just swap the red bits for blue bits and add some ice embellishments. They're based on blue jays. Um, Fondian, Swirlix, and Slurpuff um, are fire grass types. Uh, Swirlix is gravy colored, so brain. Oh, I see what you're doing here. And Slurpuff has a poutine on its head. They're based on poutines. Yeah, perfect. Um, Fondian, Clink, Clang, and Clink, Clang are grass types. They are conserve exclusive. They are both based on wooden gears. Hmm. Uh, so that's why they won't be steel type anymore. Fondian, Litwick, Lampent, and Chandelure are progress exclusives. They are ghost electric types. They are based on light bulbs, table lamps, and street lights. Hmm. Uh, I've seen that before on loads of different Fakemon websites. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like they've taken the Litwick wine and modernized it, which is why it's a progress exclusive. Um, a conserve exclusive is Helioptile and um, Heliolisk. They are now electric steel types. Uh, Helioptic has a square solar panel instead of a circle one. Uh, whereas Heliolisk is now a mobile because it's um, a huge solar panel. They're based on solar panels. Nice. Uh, Fundy and Honedge, uh, Dublade and Aegislas are electric steel progress exclusive. They're based on a lightsaber. Uh, Darth Maul's <laughs> lightsaber and a, a lightsaber and laser shield combo for ages, lass. Uh, whew, here comes a little wrestling reference. Fondian oh, uh, Horlucha is a fighting fairy type. It's just normal Horlucha, but it's a bit friendlier. It's based on Sami Zayn slash El Generico. He was a fantastic wrestler you need to look into. Um, <laughs> and Fondian Spirit Tomb is a ghost deal type, and it's based on possessed, outdated computers. Nice. Keystones from a bridge. Uh, <laughs> that is all my new Pokemon. Um, wow. I won't take you through all the gyms. Well, I will. I'll mention them quickly, but I won't go into too much detail. So if you'll bring up your map, Maggle. Okay. Bring it so up. We are starting in Jericho, which okay. is near the coast at the bottom, right in the middle. And this is laid out as if we are doing Pokemon conserve. So we're going east first. Okay. So, Jericho is the starting city, named after Chris Jericho, as we mentioned. Uh, you're living in an apartment above the gym in the centre of the city. Uh, the It is the ninth gym of the region, so it's always the last one you face. You'll be facing Chris and Christian, obviously based on Chris from Chris Jericho. Um, your mom is Colossian, and we'll have uh, the Colossian starters, and your dad is Unova, and we'll have the Unova starters. Uh, if you're going east, the first one you'll come to is uh, a town called Cape Christian. This is based on Thunder Bay, uh, named after Christian, the wrestler, aka Captain Charisma, Christian Cage. Um, as it's called Thunder Bay in real life, it's going to be an electric city, so it's the power plant. And because it's on the Colossian side of things, it's largely geothermal energy. Hmm. Uh, this will be the first gym you face if you're playing Pokemon Conserve. The fifth one if you're playing Pokemon Progress. Uh, you'll be fighting inside the Geothermal Power Plant. You'll be fighting the gym leader, Cage, who is the head engineer. And he has all the electric types. Um, so obviously, if you're facing, facing him in... If it's your first gym leader, he'll only have three Pokemon. Uh, facing him in, 
in progress, he'll have four that are higher level than his previous three. This is all broken down in nice, easy tables in the uh, doc. So, stop. Uh, and based on Toronto is the t- is the town of Edgeco. This is based on Edge, Adam Copeland. Uh, Jesus. I know. It's a large metropolitan city which houses Newfound's business and financial sectors. Uh, the gym is a psych uh, gym because it's based in the stock exchange, which is run by intelligent people. So they have to be psychic. Uh, Adama is your uh, gym leader and she uses psychic type Pokemon. Uh, you'll then go to Ottawa, which is, here is called Morelwa, based on Santino Morella, the Canadian wrestler. Uh, houses Newfound's military, which is less shooting and more like a military finishing school. Um, so we're not going to have guns, don't worry. Uh, it's a steel type gym set in the military compound run by Santina who is the lead drill sergeant. So he has steel-type Pokemon. You then come to Montreal, which is called Stenay, uh, named after Kevin Steen slash Kevin Owens. Uh, it's a city built around three large hills uh, in the middle, because that's apparently what Montreal means. There's three large hills in the middle of the city. Um, but these are full-on mountains. Uh, it's a rock-type uh, gym uh, in the climbing centre at the peak of the central mountain, ran by Kevin, who is the best rock climbing city, and he has rock-type Pokemon. Old Vicalo, based on Nova Scotia, meaning Old Kalos, um, is uh, the capital city of the close inside of uh, Newfound's government. Uh, it's a city built out of wood and rock, powered by the nature crystal. Uh, seat of power for the east, home of President Terrell, and if you're playing Pokemon Conserve, your friendly rival. In Conserve, it's the home of your... Uh, sorry, in progress, it's the home of your evil rival. Right, now... If you go back to the middle of your map, we're now going west. Cool. We're going first to Fairy Wings. This is based on Moose Jaw, uh, which is a very small place, but it's also the birthplace of my nan, which is why it gets to be here. Um, It is uh, a little town uh, which used to hunt fairies, but now works in tandem with them instead, using their magic to work on new technology for harnessing fairy magic. Uh, This is also where the Synergy Bands were first created. Um, it is a fairy type gin ran by Shirley, which was my nan's name. I'm being very nice, oh. and she's the lead uh, researcher of the uh, of the lead scientist in the research center, and she uses fairy type Pokemon. Piper's Pit is based on Saskatoon, named after Rarity Roddy Piper. Uh, it's a recycling plant that melts everything down using acids. Uh, you, it's a poison type gym in the recycling plant, and is headed by the gym leader Roddy. Davy Town. This is quite loose because Davy Boy Smith is a British wrestler um, and he's most associated with Calgary. But Edmonton's, Edmonton's pretty close. And Davy Boy Smith basically married into the Hart family in Calgary and his son is Canadian. So he gets a name here because no other wrestlers apparently was born in Edmonton. Um, so it's called Davy Town. It's Dave, named after Davy Boy Smith. It's based on Edmonton. Edmonton, sorry. Uh, it's a raw material production city, mainly oil. Uh, you, it's a dark type gym inside the oil refinery. You'll be fighting Smithy, who is the best oil diver the city's sport. Uh, finally, you'll come to Hart City, based on Calgary, named after the Hart family. Because um, it's not just Brett, there's a whole load of them. Uh, it's a famous fighting city where everyone is always grappling with each other. Uh, and of course, it's a fighting type um Jim set in the wrestling arena and you'll be fighting Brett. Right, you then come to New Nova, um, which is based on Vancouver, 
and obviously it's a play on New Unova, New Nova. Uh, ultra-modern, almost futuristic city powered by the Energy Gem, seat of power for the West, home of President Rawford. Um, and like I said, in progress, this is where your friendly rival will be from. In conserve, this is where your evil rival will be from. Right, if you then go back to the centre of your map, we're now going up. So, right at the top of the map is New is Last Resort, which is based on Resolute, the most northern inhabited, one of the most northern inhabited places on Earth. Mm. Home of the Newfound Pokemon League. Uh, it's a freezing cold old fortress built uh, into the foot of Mount Atacan. Now, you'll be facing uh, the Elite Four, but it's kind of the Elite Eight. Oh, interesting. Because uh, it's double battles. Oh, of course. So you'll be fighting. So you'll be facing two trainers, both of which have a special type, and three Pokemon that are, are that type. So uh, Elite Four members number one. The first team you'll face is Yuka and Columbus. Uh, Yuka is the Ice Master. Columbus is a Ghost Master, based on U- the Yukon and British Columbia. These are all named after regions of Canada. Uh, so yeah, Yuka and Columbus, Ice and Ghost. You'll then come on to the Elite Four team number two, Albert and Saska. Uh, Albert is a Rain Master and uh, Saska is a Flying Master based on Alberta and Saskatoon. You then come on to Elite Four team number three. Uh, Manny and Ario. Uh, Manny is a normal type gym leader and um, Ario is the bug type master based on Manitoba and Ontario. You'll then come on to Elite Four team number four. Uh, Beck and Nuna. Both are Dragon Masters based on Quebec and Nunavut. Uh, and they they both use dragon type Pokemon. This basically means every type either has a gym or an elite four member. Nice. This is yeah. Uh, the champions of the region are President Rawford and President Tete. Um and they will have um, President Rawford will have Horoscope, um, Hordas, and um, Horos, and President Tete will have Lumber, Rambear, and Hockbear. So the starter they gifted to you, they have all three of their final forms. Ready to fight you. Nearly cool. there, Michael, nearly there. Uh, Mount Adakan is not based on anything, but it's just can plus Adder. Uh, it's the home of the dragon eggs, and it's where the climactic battle takes place. Uh, now, there's a few post-game uh, things to get through here, and then I swear to God we're done. Uh, Victory Island, based on Victoria, is... Uh, the post-game home of the Western Tournament. So this is the westernmost point of the map. Uh, it features all the gym leaders to the west of Jericho, your dad, and all notable trainers from Unova. So all the Unovan gym leaders, all the Unovan Elite Four, the Unovan protagonists, Bianca, Benga, Gettis, N, etc. They will all take place in this eight-person tournament that will be randomised every time you go through it and can be done repeatedly. It's kind of like the Pokemon World Tournament, which I really hope they bring back eventually. Yeah, that was a cool feature. It really was. So this is that, but for Unova and everyone west of the starting city. Uh, It's also home of the Western Safari Zone. So every time you complete the Western Tournament, three random Pokemon, previously unobtainable in the region, from either Kanto, Hoenn, or Alola, will be released into the Safari Zone. So you keep it gives you an incentive to keep doing the tournament because it will release brand new Pokemon into the Safari Zone. Mm. And it'll be random every time you do it. Uh, first landing, based on Newfoundland, is on the opposite side. It's the most eastern point on the map, and it's basically the same thing. It's the post-game home of the Eastern Tournament, features all the gym leaders east of Jericho, your mom, and 
all notable trains from Kala. So the gym leaders, elite four protagonists, all the kids, Serena, Callum, um, Lysander, AZ, they're all going to be there as well. Uh, and same thing, if you complete it, you'll also be able to go into the Eastern Safari Zone, which will release three brand new random Pokemon from either Johto, Sinnoh or Galar each time you finish the tournament. Hmm. Right, the three wild areas, really quick. Um, you have the Dry Frontier, which is uh, opened after you visit Old Vocalo for the first time. Uh, it's a, a wild area containing deserts, plains and woods and is the home of uh, the uh, Bigfoot um legendary you have the wet frontier which is open the first time you go to new nova uh it has swamps marshes and lakes it's the home of uh the um uh what's it called the uh, sea serpent type um legendary and then you have the cold frontier which is um accessible once you beat the ninth gym uh and contains like cold forest tundras etc and is the home of the wendigo legendary Oh, if you go on the on the document, this is the point where you'll find the breakdown of all the types, how many new Pokemon there are, how many lines there are, and all the old Pokemon you can find in the region. Also, there's the big list of ideas I had where I just listed all the animals, birds, uh, ideas, inventions, cryptids, etc. that I could have and put a little tick next to every one I've used. End scene. Bloody hell, well done. That was very in-depth. I, I was reading through the um, gym stuff, as you were describing. I was like, fucking hell. Like, even the Pokemon selections are different. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Whew. <sighs> that was that. Uh, that was a labour of love for the last two months. Does that, does that feel good? Does that feel better now? It feels good to have it out in the open, I'm not going to lie. It's nice yeah. that it's been released for everyone to listen to <laughs> and we'll make sure that the links to that document and that map are available in the episode notes so uh, again if this does end up being a two-parter the links for darren's documents will be in the notes for this episode and the links to mine will be in the other one if it's if it's a mammoth episode though it's all down there I enjoy oh boy <laughs> right then uh <laughs> there we go so so what you've done darren it's very in-depth. You've thought about the mechanics of the game. You've thought about what you'll bring back. You've thought about this from a design technical perspective of how mm -hmm. this game would work. Prepare for the exact opposite with my region. Okay. <laughs> it is style over substance. It's going to be great. Hello, it's Mike again, uh, this time from the future, editing this episode. And after seeing that it's actually almost over an hour and a half just for Darren's pitch, we've decided to split this one into two parts. Thank you for listening to part one. Uh, part two, which is all based around my new Pokemon region, will be coming out next week. So thank you very much for listening to this episode of Pitch Intense. You can go and find me on Twitter and Instagram and at that Mike Owen. You can go and follow Darren on Twitter and Instagram and at the Guttridge. And you can go and follow the site on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook under the username FowlyNT. That's F-O-U-L-E-N-T. Find us on Spotify, find us on Apple Podcasts and find us on SoundCloud under Fowley and T or Fowley and T podcast depending on the provider and thank you very much for listening once again take care